0: Aloha, this is Stephanie Colvin coming to you from Southern California. I am your host at LDS Real People, Real Lives. Thank you so much for joining us. We have an exciting episode this week with a special guest, Tanner Lazenby, who served a mission, and I've known him. He is a member of my ward here in Ventura, um, and I got to know him just kind of skim the surface, and then he went on his mission And I was part of the email chain whenever he would send out emails to update and let us know what's going on in his mission, how he's doing and the pictures. And I felt so fortunate to be a part of that. And then he came back, I saw him a couple of times and then he took off and he left a post on Facebook that really intrigued me. And so I tracked him down, we had a great conversation and I've always been drawn to him. I think he's got a wonderful spirit and countenance about him and he's about 23 years old. I think he has a lot of wonderful, good things that he can share. And so I tapped into that faith and knowledge that he has for this episode. This week's topic, Waiting Upon the Lord. So thank you so much for joining us and he will be coming up a little bit later. So what does it mean to wait upon the Lord? There are words that come to mind such as patience, willingness to endure and persevere, maybe even to be long suffering. All of those are so hard, but we do know that with any command or teaching from Christ always comes with an attached blessing or reward. And we want those blessings and rewards, but we must live the teaching commandment and our doctrine first. I will be using Elder Holland's talk from this last General Conference of October 2020 titled Waiting on the Lord. Elder Holland cites a few examples of people that we know through studying and reading who have waited on the Lord that can give us a good idea of what it means. And he starts his talk off by saying, Faith means trusting God in good times and bad even if that includes some suffering until we see his arm revealed in our behalf. What a statement, and it's so true. So this last conference, there seemed to be a running theme, suffering, sorrow, and pain. As I've spent time thinking about why are they so focused on these themes that wouldn't really draw us into the gospel necessarily. I wouldn't invite more sorrow, suffering, and pain into my life, that's for sure. Most people I know wouldn't. But as I pondered and kept that question, why did they talk so much of the suffering and sorrow at the forefront of my mind, I realized something. It is through suffering, sorrow, pain, waiting, enduring, persevering, that we find and come to know Jesus Christ and Heavenly Father. There simply are no shortcuts. You see, it's the experiences that help us to become like them, to purify ourselves and through the Holy Ghost, we can be consecrated as we search, seek, and ponder. I also believe they are wanting us to learn how to stand up and stand out for the Lord But doing it in a way that is patterned after Christ. For me, knowing myself and my tendency to honestly be reactionary, it is who I am. This is a lesson that will require probably a lifetime of learning for me. Also, a lot of trial and error, repenting, and pushing forward in faith. It's just the way it is. But always believing and trusting and God in Christ. It's always all about faith. So I was talking to my husband today about belief and faith and how it can change our whole lives and really the trajectory of our eternal place within the gospel plan of salvation. To be an example of the believers we are told, and yet it seems it is tough to be faithful and believing with consistency it's not a linear experience it's a hills and valleys experience especially now with all that we are dealing with in the states the fear the unknowing the questionable future for ourselves our family and even our country the difference of believing and having faith means that one charges forward with confidence in God and Christ not fearing but preparing and being cautious for what lies ahead. The lack of faith and belief really can do a number on you and cause a great amount of stress, anxiety, and debilitating worry. But when we choose faith and belief, we embrace with confidence and hope our future. Referring back to Elder Holland's talk, Waiting on the Lord, He used examples like Joseph Smith when he was in Liberty Jail. Joseph said, O God, where art thou? And where is the pavilion that covereth thy hiding place? How long shall thy hand be stayed? Fair questions. As he's stuck in this jail, it was one of the coldest winters ever. He's not being fed. Water. Just the worst care. And he's asking these questions. And then we have Abinadi from the Book of Mormon stories and scriptures who was sent to teach and to preach what the Lord told him to communicate and prophesy to the people of King Noah, knowing that they probably would not accept him and would at the very least throw him into a dungeon. Where was the Lord then as he prophesied what would happen to the people if they did not repent and turn to Christ. And then we have our own modern day equivalent of waiting upon the Lord. When is COVID-19 going to go away? Or is it here to stay? How will life go on with this new virus we have to learn to live with? To Joseph Smith in Liberty Jail, Christ said, peace be unto thy soul thine adversity and thine afflictions shall be but a small moment and then if thou endure it well God shall exalt thee on high know thou my son that all these things shall give thee experience and shall be for thy good what a promise and teaching that these afflictions in the eternal scheme is truly for a small moment, even though it's tough to remember that during the times that we're suffering and in pain and in sorrow. But at least we have that knowledge and we can choose to believe in it. It is through the belief that we conquer and endure when we exercise our faith. Another promise to Joseph Smith, God shall exalt thee on high. Now, I don't know what all that entails, but I sure do believe it's magnificent and wonderful. Certainly something we should all be clamoring for. If there's one thing I've learned about God and Jesus Christ, is that all they have to offer, all that they have waiting for us, all that they have created is beyond magnificent. And I don't want to miss out. I'm sure Joseph didn't want to miss out either, and neither did Abinadi. Especially with Joseph, he knew. He had so much more information and a window of sorts into what being exalted meant after the wonderful divine experiences that he had with the angel Moroni, visiting with him, teaching him, guiding him, appearing to him, leading him to the Golden Plates. And then we have Abinadi who held strict to the command of the Lord and faithfully moved forward, fulfilling his ministering and prophesying, warning the people, God's children. Over the course of a few years, Abinadi did as he was commanded and would warn the people, even going as far to tell King Noah what his life would be like, quote, clothing and a furnace of fire. But King Noah was hard hearted, And several times, King Noah ordered his men to arrest Abinadi and finally ordered him to be put to death. Yet the Lord, Heavenly Father, enshrouded Abinadi with his protection, and that is the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. When he was done delivering the message, Abinadi was sent to be burned at the stake, still prophesying, even tied up to the stake, to the children of men who would take his life. Doesn't that remind you of someone else that we all know and love? Abinadi waited upon the Lord, and what did he get for it? Abinadi got eternal exaltation, the wonderful opportunity to sacrifice all for the Lord Jesus Christ. So many scriptures teach us what a great honor it is to stand for righteousness and Jesus Christ and to suffer in his name. Glory will be thine. One point that is important about Abinadi, his sacrifice, his obedience in the face of death touched the heart of Alma, and we all know what Alma did to the people, and then after repentance for the people, that became a great blessing to the people of their day, even a great blessing to us, if you really think about it. A quote that does come to mind that ties into this is when Joseph Smith taught that, quote, a religion that does not require the sacrifice of all things never has the power sufficient to produce the faith necessary unto life and salvation. In the eternal perspective, the blessings obtained by sacrifice are greater than anything that is given up in this world we all have our own personal challenges as well as public trials maybe waiting for the right partner where you need blessings for those that are ill and afflicted there may be confusion about sexual orientation even confusion about faith in which master you will choose to serve many people deal with addictions There are natural disasters, fires, viruses, political corruption, and of course secret combinations. We've read about that over and over in the Book of Mormon. Those who deal with mental illness and potential thoughts of suicide or self-harm. These are very real hardships. There are physical disabilities and so much more. What a laundry list of issues that we can and do all face in our own unique ways. It would make someone wanna run for the hills and never look back. But our prayers aren't always answered in the way that we want them to be answered. But we do know that they are answered in the way that the Lord knows is best for us to be answered in the way an omniscient and eternally compassionate parent should answer them the power of prayer is real elder holland shares please understand that he who never sleeps nor slumbers cares for the happiness and ultimate exaltation of his children above all else that a divine being has to do he is pure love gloriously personified, and merciful Father is His name. What a marvelous work and wonder. It truly is. We can always count on Heavenly Father and our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Earlier I mentioned a special guest, Tanner Lazenby, and he is next. Thanks again so much for joining us, and please be aware we had some technical issues there's a couple audio problems there but um, I did my best to edit and fix it so just keep listening and trust that we have given you all that we have to give to reach out beyond our little slice of the world to edify uplift and to help build your faith in any way that you need and that is our request of the Lord is that the Spirit can touch your mind and your hearts and help you in the way that you need it most. It's coming up next. This is the interview that I've been promising you all about, and this is Tanner Lazenby, He is someone who's actually from my little corner of the world in Ventura, California. However, he is living in Montana. And he just returned from his mission a couple years ago. And I got to know him a little bit when he was in the ward, but more so through Facebook. Guess what? Facebook connected us. And he left a post, and I just was drawn into that post and I had to know more. So after talking to Tanner on Saturday, we decided that we would go ahead and do this little interview all about waiting upon the Lord. So Tanner, thank you so much for joining me and being my very- Well, thank you so enemy. much for
1: having me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Um, tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you're doing now.
1: Yeah, so my name is Tanner. Um, I mean, I, I was living in Ventura, California for, well, I don't wanna say most of my life, but a good chunk of my life is where I lived there. Um, currently I'm in Montana and just you know working away Didn't really have a plan. I had no idea why I landed up in Montana, but I'm here. And uh, currently I'm working as a plumber um, and just working towards that goal of being a firefighter. So that's what I'm doing here.
0: Awesome. And you mentioned that you would be a fifth generation firefighter, right?
1: Correct. Fourth, fifth. Yeah, somewhere around there. (laughs)
0: Lost count. Yeah, lost count. yeah it's definitely a generational and you know what we really appreciate that we need guys like you um so can you tell me as we focus on waiting upon the lord what are you looking to do or acquire attain spiritually in your life and how do you work out your spiritual growth
1: okay well that's kind of a complicated question i mean obviously we all want to be this great person in the church we Not necessarily in the church, but we just want to be great leaders to not only ourselves, but, you know, to our future family. And we get a lot of that through our patriarchal blessing. I mean, we read through it and we say, wow, that just sounds amazing. Talking about families and our future, uh, future self. Um, With me, you know, when I see myself in the future, I mean, I definitely hope it's a lot better than the situation now. Um, We're just always on a roller coaster in our life. And with me, I'd like to, you know, be patiently waiting for that perfect moment to be this person that I've always read about in my patriarchal blessing, which is supposed to be me, you know?
0: Oh, yeah i like how you say patiently waiting because i think that patience is a huge part of this uh not only experience but waiting upon the lord um can you give me a little bit about what do you do let's say a process or a routine to kind of work out your spiritual growth whether it be daily weekly a sabbath day what do you do
1: it should be daily um i mean we've heard all the prophets tell us that we need to read our scriptures really ponder every single day and that's a chore in itself you know it's 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 always constantly reminding yourself okay should i sit down and study the scriptures or should i go outside and have fun you know right it it really kind of it's a struggle for us all and i used to be very good at it and i was talking to one of my friends that i actually served with and you know we used to study every single day you know, knows in our books and just trying to look for something not only for us, but our investigators. Sure. So, I mean, for me at this time, um, yeah, skimming through the Book of Mormon. I mean, it's really hard to kind of have that time to dig through it like I did. Right. Um, But daily prayers, it's very important to do that. I testify that daily prayers, morning and, and night, Uh, is great for my personal revelation and progress and you know I personally want to get back into that time when I dug through the scriptures and was had this desire to not only learn for myself but also learn for other people and that's just kind of the boat that I'm in right now is getting back to that feeling that I had with reading the scriptures and a desire
0: that connection you know right. i think it always comes back to kind of doing the basics and the basics are at least going to be what gets you through life wouldn't you say
1: mm-hmm. most okay. definitely
0: you piqued my interest with your patriarchal blessing, but I know that's sacred, but with my curious mind, I want to know. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, there's so many special things that um, were given in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, you know, the patriarchal blessing is definitely one of those priesthood blessings. Um, you know, the gospel plan of salvation. I wanted to know if you could give me an example of how you've maybe waited upon the Lord in your life, whether it's been something in your past or something you're currently waiting for.
1: Um, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm 23 years old and one of the things I've read about my patriarchal blessing and that desire that I want to be married, you know, I think that's, (laughs) you know, as cheesy as that sounds. Yes, that's something that I've, you know, patiently been waiting on. Um, not just the Lord, but also myself. You know, obviously, if I want someone good that'll help me and progress in the church, I obviously have to be in a position, well, where I could progress. And you know, and that's Seven. just something that I'm still working on. That, and obviously, there's hundreds of more things that I could talk about, but that's kind of like the main basic of. Yeah, that's, I think that's something that I've always wanted as a family. So I'm patiently waiting for that. So.
0: Well, I think kind of with the um, nature of the world as it is today, it's probably getting harder and harder to find someone who probably lives kind of like with the morals and values that you're seeking. Is that what you're Mm -hmm. kind of running into?
1: Yeah, a lot. I mean, especially uh, places that I've lived in the last few years. Um, North Dakota and Montana so the, the church is great in Montana it's very strong but I mean North Dakota there wasn't too many options at all so
0: right <laughs> very rural
1: <laughs> yeah
0: um, very rural areas um, you know you did share a story with me on Saturday when we spoke about a gentleman who needed a blessing who was very ill can you share that story with us today
1: yeah, of course. So yeah. um, when I was on my mission, we encountered a lot of crazy experiences. I mean, I've had a, a lot of a lot of moments where I question not really questioned, but more of like wow, I cannot believe like I'm actually witnessing this, you know? Oh. And I've read it throughout my life with these crazy stories in the Book of Mormon, and when I come across missionaries, I ask, "Hey, what's your craziest story? Tell me." and i would get the the kind of the kind of taught for several months and we baptized this guy yeah that's great congratulations um you know but with me i had so many crazy experiences happen to me that one of my favorites is this gentleman that that we talked about on saturday um we were teaching a family and their members she told us that her next door neighbor was having some medical issues and she encouraged us to go there and to give a blessing. So we go, um, mm-hmm. not knowing the situation, not knowing the guy, not knowing anyone in the in the house. Um, we saw this guy on the couch obvi- in obvious pain, um, moving back and forth, very pale skin, um, sweating, just it was very sad to see and we kind of gave a brief explanation of who we were an explanation of a blessing i mean it was just kind of a hard moment we didn't want to sit there for hours or just you know 45 minutes giving a whole spiel of you know what the gospel is all about very very brief um just five minutes explaining who we are and what a blessing is and we put our hands on this man's head and we just gave a blessing you know we we kind of decided you know what should we do a comfort or you know you know health blessing and we came to the conclusion yeah we can say a, a, a health blessing but we were very encouraged to give a comfort blessing I don't know why so we gave him a comfort yeah. blessing, and that was it. You know, there was obviously really strong strong emotions there. The wife and him were crying, and very emotional um, and great experience. Sure. Months go by, and we try and contact this guy, and we've never had the chance to see him again. He was never there with his family, never gone. He was always gone. So finally, when I was about done in that area, transfers are coming up quick, and you know we had an impression to go visit this family again. And we knock on the door, and this man comes out, and he was so excited to see us. He's like, elders, I can't believe it's you. Come in, I wanna be baptized. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, he looked completely di- Well, this guy looked completely different. I've never seen him in my entire life. Um, and he was just so happy to see us. Anyway, well, he invited yeah. us in, we started chatting and it just, he had the biggest smile on his face. And I asked him a question. I'm like, who are you? Like, I don't remember you. I'm sorry. <laughs> just tell me who we are. Right. <laughs> and so finally he's like, I am the guy that you gave the blessing to. And we were just in shock. He put on weight, you know, healthy weight. Um, his skin was no longer pale. He was so happy. He looked completely different. And he told us that's
0: he told so us crazy. right after
1: we gave him that blessing, he felt so much better. The day after he got that blessing for us from us, he went to the hospital to get, to get checkup. and that cancer that he had in the spine was gone. And that's
0: just completely amazing.
1: gone. So, what's that? It's
0: Goosebump <laughs> City.
1: I know. I I'm I couldn't you. believe it.
0: What a crazy story! Yeah. So,
1: we we just started talking to him again, and he wanted to get in ba- wanted to get baptized. And he said, "You know, I don't know about your religion. I don't know about your teachings, but from the miracle mm-hmm. that just happened, I'm getting baptized, and my family's getting baptized."
0: Awesome. So it was just a
1: great experience.
0: Awesome. That is a great experience. And you know, it's it really reminds us of the power that God and Christ have. But sometimes we either are healed through the miracles, and sometimes we have to learn to endure the situation. And it can be tough sometimes leaving that decision up to Heavenly Father, when of course we would all rather be rescued from our sorrows and our pains. Um... Is there anything that you can think of Tanner, anything that comes to mind, maybe some advice or counsel that you would share with our listeners on how to, you know, wait upon the Lord to be patient and how do you trust and have confidence in Um, him?
1: That's a great question. One of my, it's so simple, you know, the, the response that I'm gonna give is to look up. You know, we've we've always gotten that advice. Have you ever gotten that advice to look up?
0: Yes, I love that. I say To look up, time. you
1: know, is sometimes you know, we oversee that. When someone says, Cheer up, look up, you know, it that person's that that is down, obviously I, I because I've had that said to myself plenty of times. You know, my father comes up to me when I'm sad and he's like, right. Look up I'm like, well, Whatever. I don't care, you know, that doesn't help. <laughs> but while I was on my mission I got to understand the meaning of that. You know, whenever someone is sad or just depressed or just doesn't want to do anything, they tend to look down, look on the floor. And they don't they don't look yeah. up at eye level, they don't look up and enjoy the world. So when someone's looking down, they look, you know, who's down? Who you know who's down is well, Satan. And we, when we tend to look up, exactly. we look at all the blessings that God has given us. And that's kind of the tip I have for everyone is as simple and as ridiculous as that sounds is to look up, you know, it works. It, it definitely works. It's worked on myself. It's worked with people I've taught. It's worked in my family. I mean, we, we're we struggling right now. Um, this past weekend on Saturday, my uncle passed away. Um, it it oh shocked gosh. us all. It was it, it, a very terrible, terrible oh. accident um, on the highway. Oh, so this What's was. What's that?
0: A, oh my gosh. So it was obviously unexpected. Oh, yeah. And you, oh, I'm so sorry. It's, it's, about it's that, been
1: Tanner. a definite struggle with all my family and especially my aunt. Um, who is left alone with three children? And
0: oh my goodness,
1: this happened Saturday night, and my cousin's 18th birthday was on Sunday. It was
0: oh geez. It's
1: very hard for them. It's very hard for all of us because it was unexpected. But the the best right. tip that we use, that my family is using right now, is to look up, look up at all the blessings that we received. Yes. Look up at all the great times that we had together and with that we're just moving along even with this crappy situation
0: totally totally, and celebrate his life and all the good memories you know I one of the apostles said that the greatest demonstration of love is grieving and even though Heavenly Father has given us the plan of salvation and has told us what's going to happen we're still going to have those moments where we have to grave it out. Um, I appreciate you opening up about that because, you know, we're talking about being able to live with these very hard situations that are presented. And how do we endure? How do we persevere and push up? And I like look up. I mean, when we look up, everything just, well, first of all, the sky is so blue and beautiful. You know, there's so much, the sun just feels good on your face. Um, there's just so much to look up to as we turn our hearts to mm-hmm. Christ. Um, you know, Tanner, if I could give you a big hug right now, I would. But just know I'm doing it through the... Thank you. <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of the attitude in the world today with suffering. Um, you know, the world would have us believe that you're doing really well and really good if you're avoiding is the highest good to avoid all suffering, but we won't be led to the measure of the stature of Christ living that way. Um, being that you're younger, you're 23, and you know, you guys definitely have some things going on in, in your particular generation. What would be some advice as you're dealing with this with your uncle that you would give to, you know, people that are around your age group that are dealing with a very hard in life, whether it's mental illness, a physical handicap, Um, you know, there's so many things, death, divorce, so many things that we're dealing with, Um, especially right now with COVID. A lot of people are suffering from job losses, losing their homes, you know, not being able to make rent. Um, what would be kind of your counsel to those who are really going through it like you are right now?
1: Yeah. So unfortunately, it takes a tragedy to realize um, that we need God in our lives. And yes. And it's very sad. I mean, you could look back at history to realize that that one big tragedy changes completely on how we live after that and Mm -hmm. it's sad you know and especially my generation I can't even give a good excuse of why my generation is kind of crazy right now (laughs) (laughs) we all
0: had that in our generations it's just my heart goes out to um, you guys right now with everything I mean the world was hard and difficult when I was in my 20s, but it was nothing like it yeah, is right now. Yeah, and it's
1: miserable, you know. And, but my advice is not to dwell on the miserable time. You know, with, with this whole COVID deal, um, you could easily get down. Oh, I, I yes. can't go into work. I can't make money to pay for rent. fortunately I've been blessed to have a job and not be laid off. But I do know some people that have been laid off and it's hard, but the best advice is to, you know, be there with your family. I mean, right before this happened, the church decided um, to switch the three hours to two hours every Sunday. That way we could be with our family. Mm -hmm. And the family is the most important part on how to be happy, and to maintain maintain this happiness that we could achieve, uh, not only in this life but the afterlife. And I guess the the tip that I have for my generation is to reconnect with family. As hard as that is, it's it's as simple. It's a simple task that needs to be done to reconnect with family and have that love inside the home Um, because when you have love inside the home we have love outside of the home and it just makes a better world you know
0: beautiful yeah that support, that love, it helps us to endure and you know families can be you know, related, unrelated, blood doesn't matter. We can make family out of those that are committed and in our lives and want to put the effort in. Um, and that's gonna vary from degree to degree if it's anything like my family, but I think you totally hit the nail on the head and that's why, you know, families are very central to the plan of salvation. Um, Tanner, I so much appreciate you giving us your time today and I just think you're awesome. And I just want to let the audience know that he did serve his mission in Columbia. I don't think I mentioned that. So it was a quite interesting um, experience for you. But uh, you came back. And I came and back alive. So. <laughs> there
1: you
0: go. <laughs> Which say is saying something from Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tanner. Well, Thanks thank you again. for having me. And um, it was just a joy to have you. Thank you so much, Tanner, for just sharing yourself. It has been such a joy to do this episode with you. And I wanted to end with a poem. One day you will wake up and all of the waiting will have made sense. You will realize that all of the prayers that seem to be tangled in worries were actually wrapped tightly in God's grace. You will realize that even though before you were certain it was over, you were actually okay. And everything that was supposed to happen happened and you are right where you need to be. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay faithful. And remember to be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Thanks again for joining us. God bless. Much love. Until next week.